And with no further ado, um, I'm going to read today's scripture passage um, in the King James Version. So if any of you brought that along, um, it's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Um, it is this. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Please pray with me. Father God, we love you this morning, and we thank you for your word that you've given us uh, to edify us, build us up, and give us direction in our lives. Lord, we thank you for your spirit that also guides us and leads us. I pray that you'd soften all of our hearts this morning, open us up to the words that you're going to speak through Brian. I pray that you'd bless him and give him wisdom as he just shares your word. Lord, we love you and pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. So, I guess, I guess whatever I say up here occasionally has, <laughs> makes some sense. Otherwise, Brian Kelly wouldn't ask me to do this again. Nice to be able to give him a break, though. The guy, like, when it's his turn, when he teaches, which is most of the time, studies and studies and studies, which is why he brings us so, such good, well-thought-out stuff, which intimidates me a little bit, because I tend to um, talk, I, I kind of, when I am up here, and I think I've even mentioned this before, it gives, unintentionally, I guess, a, a, a peek into just what God's talking to me about. And, and I sort of live under this assumption that um, at least one of you, you know, and we have a smallest group, is in the same place. And so, uh, if, I'm, I'm, so it's almost like I'm, I would be teaching myself and reminding myself of the things that God's working on in my life. And in sharing that with you, my hope is that you guys get encouraged, um, have some tools to, to press forward and, and so on. Um, I know there's not a lot of us, but there's a few in the crowd that are... 50 years or older, I'm one of them, and you don't have to raise your hand, but would you agree or disagree with me? Do you ever really arrive, do you ever get to the place where it's like, yeah, I'm, me and God, yeah, we're, I, I made it, I'm there. You ever get there? No. So two, two things about that, not to discourage all you guys who are under 50 or under 30 or 20, um, but... It's to actually kind of encourage you that if you, you don't feel like you're in that place with God now, you never really will be. So don't be discouraged thinking like looking at where you are and just be like, I'm not there. I can't do this. This is not, I can't, I can't I'm a bad Christian. Okay. Because uh, you never, if you really start thinking like that, you're never going to really think or feel like you're a good Christian. I'm not sure, you know, we kind of toss that around almost mockingly, the, the term good Christian. Like what is that even supposed to mean? Um, but on the other hand, it should, uh, I want it to be an encouragement to, um, just be constantly pressing forward, constantly moving forward. And that's kind of actually the title. I didn't look at the, is that the title on the, on the little blue card moving forward, so, moving ahead. So, um, last week, I actually want to, want to kind of take something back that I said last week. Um, in a way I, I said something about, uh, New Year's. New Year's uh, resolutions, and I just said I'm not big on them. I don't mean to knock them down or make fun of people who make New Year's resolutions. 
Because during the week this week, uh, I felt like the Lord actually sort of spoke to me. We were at school on, um, I had to go to school on Wednesday. Jenna Doobie and I had to go to, I don't know if anybody else had to go back so early, but we had an in-service day that was over at Oaks Christian. And we got this guy over there, um, Jim Altizer, awesome guy. And he led a, uh, uh, a devotion for us and led us in some worship. And I don't even remember and Jenna can tell me afterwards, you remind me probably more clearly. I don't even remember if this is what he talked about. This is just what I got from what he was talking about. But, um, which is, which is <laughs> so, so common that sometimes I'll be sitting during worship and I'm, you know, it's funny because Kelly can be up here teaching and maybe sees me taking all these notes. And if you look at those notes, it had nothing to do with what he was talking about. Just something, <laughs> something, <laughs> something clicks though. I mean, I mean, it comes from that, but something Jim said uh, clicked in me, and I just started jotting down these thoughts about, about cycles and cycles in life and so on. So with kind of New Year's in mind and what I kind of feel like God's doing in me right now, and, 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 I, and I'm going to assume in a bunch of us, is as God, and I've used this verse a lot, it's kind of like my life verse, I suppose, as a teacher here and in the classroom at a Christian school and so on is Romans 120 where it says God, God's character is revealed through uh, the things that he has created. And so the cycles, the cycles of nature, and this is what Jim, when he mentioned that, I, I started just kind of thinking about things like, uh, you know, I mean, not to get too earthy with all of this, but just the cycles that the, the sun and the earth working together give us, the cycles of a new year and the cycle of, of, of a fresh new day and all these new things that these cycles give us, the seasons. Or I think of, the, I think of the, the cycles that the moon gives with the tides and so on. You watch the rising and the falling of the tides. And those of us that do ocean things, you know, we, our clocks are sort of set to that cycle. You know, when's high tide? When's low tide? Kind of sets your day up for you. But then I started thinking of life of things, like in, even in tide pools. And how the tides change. you got these little animals. You know, if you haven't been in a tide pool in a long time, go check it out. You know, just kind of be, be a little kid again if you haven't done this. And um, the, the life on the upper edges, the splash zone, the, the upper edges of the, of the tide pool is, is these animals, when the, when the tide recedes at low tide, for about five or six hours, they're just surviving. They're very tough little critters. And then when the tide changes and the tide comes back in, it's like there's refreshment. So there's refreshment with these cycles. And so, you know, the verse that we actually put on the, on the card, on the, I don't even know what the right thing to call that, the card, <laughs> the note sheet, the bulletin. Uh, thank you. Um, the, the verse on it, that God's mercies are new every day is kind of the focal point here. So, as we talk about these cycles and moving forward, the thing, you know, this is really the essence of the gospel, is that God, God is about recycling. He's recycling us. And uh, if you were part of a home group last semester and doing the Bible mesh thing, just even all of scripture, if you look at the story from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about renewal. It's all about bringing newness and recycling us. So, uh, so I want to take back, if, you, if you're working on New Year's resolutions, go for it, okay? And even break it down. What I want to do is break it down almost like New Day re uh, resolutions as we go through this every day. So, um, got four things, okay? That was one of them, actually. It's just kind of recognizing the cycles of life and that God, God even in nature 
reveals and, and provides these cycles for us. So, so we want to welcome this idea of a new year. Uh, Pepperdine, actually a lot of anybody who's associated with school, we start a new semester. Okay, whether, you know, us over at Oaks or you guys at Pepperdine or wherever you might be going to school. New semester tomorrow, next week. And one of the things I've always appreciated about being a teacher, especially in the fall, is, uh, you know, kids coming back, maybe they didn't have a great year last year or whatever it is, is they get a fresh brand new start. And that's one of the things I even tell my little sixth graders. They come back and, uh, you know, I said, hey, you know, I mean, most of them are very good students. They're great kids. But there's a few they know that they could do better. I said, hey, this is a great time. You get a clean slate. And you get to start all over again. And in the bigger kind of spiritual realm, we, we get to do that daily, even in the middle of a day. You know, I think, I'm going to kind of go off just on this idea for a second, but I know if, if I start a day off at school and I'm kind of grumpy, and I know a couple, well, I know there's one, one or two, you can see what that looks like in the morning. You know, it's probably raining if I'm grumpy. Because I'm already thinking ahead. I mean, it's like this afternoon, I can't get in the water and do all the things I really want to do. And, and anyway, what, I, what I miss out on beginning that day, being human as I am, is I can change that at 9 o'clock. I can change that at 10 o'clock. I can, I can be renewed any time of the day. So those of us who struggle with anything that's, um, you know, if it's just one of, you know, hardness of heart, selfishness, whatever, and we feel like we've already blown it that day. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. God's mercies, you know, I'm going to extend scripture here. You don't have to wait till tomorrow morning. Is God's mercies are fresh constantly. And so you can start a new day right now. So already, if, you know, if it hasn't been a good day for whatever reason, um, and you kind of struggle through worship or whatever, in fact, I'm going to pray right after I say this, is we can start fresh right now and allow God to speak to us. So let me pray, and then we'll get into kind of the main course of what, uh, what I have to say here. So, Father, even as I begin teaching, Lord, or sharing, um, I just want to give thanks, God, that your mercies are constantly fresh and new. Lord, you, you know how hard my heart can get. You know how selfish I can be. And I can just step out of that right now under the blood of Jesus, and I thank you for that. So I just want to lift us up as a body as we spend these few minutes together here, um, just to open our hearts and our spirits to what you might teach us in order to move forward and, and not be stuck in the places where we find ourselves. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so actually, number, so number one was about cycles. Number two is about taking an account. Um, in Proverbs 27, I'm going to read just a short, at the very end of Proverbs 27, which, um, I, and I think I have mentioned this before, if I had one deathbed word of wisdom to give to my, my own children, it would be Proverbs 27. It is so full of good, good stuff. But near the end of it, verse 23, it says this, Proverbs 27, verse 23. Know well the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass disappears, the new growth is seen and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in. The lambs will be for your clothing and the goats will bring, price, bring the price of, the, of a field. And there will be goats milk enough for your food, for the food of your household and sustenance for your maidens. Know well the condition of your flocks. Know, if you're a parent or an overseer of any other people, know 
the condition of your flocks. Get, get an accounting, even for yourselves personally, which I really want to bring this down to. Have a, have a clear personal account of just where you are. And this is one of the cool things. You know, New Year's, great time to do that. Okay? Every day, great time to do that. But take an account of where you are. Let's think back over this last year. Take an account of like, well, what, what, what did I do well? It's not all about like picking on the bad things. What did I do well during this last year? It's like, okay, I didn't, you know, I got into some really good patterns with my schoolwork, with my, some of my relationships, whatever it might be. Well, it would make sense if those, if those things are going well, not to leave them unattended, but continue. You know, if something's working, don't, don't fix it. Keep, keep doing that. But then also take into account, it's like, eh, I, I struggled through these areas of my life. And have a clear recognition of what those things are. And those are the things to make particular address, you know, address specifically. So um, it was kind of interesting. You know, last week, the, the, the main idea was that hindsight is twenty twenty. So now, I don't know if you guys remember that, if you were here. Uh, Karen Kelly reminded me of that a couple times during the week. Laughed about it. It came up a couple times. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I can look back over the last year and take a good account. And if that means sitting down with a piece of paper, maybe sitting down with your husband or wife or a friend or just on your own, is okay, these again, like I said, take the things you've done well, the things that you've struggled with, and take a good accounting of these things. Okay? Um, and where you need help, wisdom would say, go get help. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yesterday... Brian Kelly and I ended up on a little adventure. Um, this is not being taped, is it? Are we taping this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. I got some money. I got some money during Christmas time. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and it was it was honest gain. I didn't take it from anybody. <laughs> but anyway, I got some money, and I thought I thought to myself. Um, you know, with this Christmas money, I'm, a lot of times I just keep buying the same stuff that I'm already doing, new paddles for the outrigger or whatever it might be. And I thought, you know, I've got to get a real Christmas present. I'm going to get something that's just not something I would normally go get. So uh, last summer when we were visiting Nolan, who was here last week, uh, we got into shooting his uh, compound bow in his backyard. And I just thought that was really cool. It was like something I'd never done. I haven't been around guns or that kind of thing, hunting stuff. And and then just actually in church, being around guys like Gardner and Travis and some other guys that are into hunting, it's like, you know, it's kind of intriguing. But being a beach guy, I've never been around such things. And guns kind of, guns are spooky because you've got to be just careful with them all the time. But I like this compound bow because if it's sitting on the table, it's not going to hurt. You know, a gun, you've got to assume it can still hurt you. But the bow is not going to, you can hold it and turn it upside down, even look at it. Okay, it's not going to hurt you unless you actually have the thing pulled back. So went out and got a compound bow. And uh, had to get arrows for the compound bow. So that was the adventure yesterday. We went off trying to find, because it's, you know, it's actually a decent little machine, so I want to get the right items. And we found ourselves all the way up in Ojai. And uh, this guy up there, we were just saying this morning, if you, wanna, if, you want a little, if, you, if you don't feel like you're in touch because maybe you grew up in Southern California with what most of America is like, just walk in to Pergson's Archery. And there's this old guy in there, Bob Pergson. And I mean, the guy is awesome. It was, it was, we were kind of in a hurry, but it was really, it was a treat just to hang out with this guy as he cut my arrows and gave me some minimal, you know, for the time he had some instruction and all that. But here's my point to all this is, um, you know, at 52, I've gained uh, a sliver of confidence enough to be able to walk in. I've got a bow and just right from the start saying, 
I have no idea how to actually use this thing. I'm not going to pretend I'm this and that and try to throw out a few words that I read on the internet or that Nolan told me and try to, you know, and, and, then, and then, you know, as he's probably rolling his eyes uh, and just say, I, I need you to show me some things. Will you inspect it for me? I don't know anything. And, and there was something kind of refreshing about that. And it made, did make me think, as I was saying, as you take an accounting, as we take an accounting of our lives, and maybe think over this past year, and itemize a few things where I need to work on. You know, there are those things that we can just kind of, by recognizing it, take some steps forward. But there's some other areas where it's like, maybe I need to reach out and get some counsel on. And just be in that place, whether you're 50 or 20, where it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. Can, can, can you help me out a little bit? Um, so I think all of us, regardless of your age, can find yourself in that place. So let's get back to the outline here. So God gives us, God gives us these cycles, these cycles of refreshment, and they're there for the taking. All we got to do is receive that. Daily mercies, hourly, monthly, yearly, okay? So as we want to take advantage of that, here at the, end, at the beginning of a new year, is looking back and taking an account of where we are, where are we headed, and where do I need help, okay? Third thing is having a fresh start, this fresh start that we get, and have a plan, have some sort of a plan. And as I was thinking this out, you know, I thought of uh, Nehemiah. And if you go back, and if you haven't read Nehemiah, if you're not familiar, here's the, here's the, the quick version of Nehemiah, is um, he's a cupbearer to the king in Babylon. The, the Israelites are in captivity. They've been in captivity for a few hundred years. Um, and God puts it on Nehemiah's heart to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Jerusalem's been destroyed. There's a little remnant of people kind of living in the ruins and in the fields out and about, but it's, the place has just it's been destroyed. And uh, he, he's, he's in a place of significance. He's the cupbearer to the king. He's a trusted man. He, he is a Jew, but he's, in, he's in the, um, you know, living in the, uh, in the presence of the Babylonian king. And I want to say Xerxes? Artaxerxes. Mm, help me out with my little bit of history. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar? Anyway, the king grants him, the king, the king grants him permission, and he gives him a letter, and the point of this is that Nehemiah, he, he's recognized, this is a big job, he's going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he pieces together step by step by step what it's going to take to take on this huge project, he gets letters, he gets materials, he gathers his men, he travels, he's got all, it's, it's cool if you have not read it. Uh, he encounters uh, all kinds of opposition. But the thing is, the part I want to kind of emphasize here is that he sets out on this mission with a plan. Not just, he doesn't go off to Jerusalem, I'm going to rebuild this wall. And then get there and realize, oh, I need some bricks, I need some instructions, I need some things. So, in this idea of having a fresh start for the new year, um, have a plan. A couple of times in my life when I have been feel very fortunate through God's grace and the grace of the people around me to have a fresh start. Um, I don't know if I, I probably alluded to this bits and pieces, but years ago when Karen and I were first married, married for about a year and a half, and we, and we actually split up for a while. And uh, we were apart for several months. 
And uh, when it was time for us to get back together again, she had gotten some really good counsel. I was just running around with my buddies. Her, the wise counsel she got from a great couple in the Palisades that we grew up in church with um, was don't, don't just get back together. You've got to do some counseling. And this is what I, th- I know I've alluded to before. And, and going through this counseling was, a, for me, super painful process because I had to talk about stuff. This is, this is actually, believe it or not, easier for me just talking like this than to sit down one-on-one in a chair and you know, talk about the stuff I feel and the think. And that's hard. It's super hard. Um, but with, without this person counseling us and creating a plan, the fresh start that I'm attempting, if I just jump in, or we, we, we attempt to just jump into this fresh, you know, fresh start. Yeah, get back together. You know. It's like it's, it's doomed to fail. We need a plan. And so I feel very, very fortunate that um, with the wise counsel that Karen got and the counselors that helped us, that we got a fresh start in our marriage. And that was 28 years ago. So it's, you know, or thereabouts. I've lost track of the years. Uh, without that kind of foundation, you're not going to get those other 28 years. And the other fresh start I really feel like I had the opportunity was when, when I had children. Because that meant life had to change now. And my focus of what's important to me had to change. And so it was like, it was almost like these stages, these fresh new times in my life that God gave me that were so distinct and clear cut in the timeline of my life that I couldn't just randomly jump into this time and place. I needed a plan. And the plan required step-by-step, small, daily kind of little changes in my life in order to fulfill whatever it is that God was putting me into. So in these cycles of life, God continually gives us these fresh times of renewal. As you look at that, just take a clear account of where you are, what needs, what needs work on, what doesn't. As you make these choices of what you're, and, you, and let me kind of throw this out to you too. I don't know if I'm just kind of talking, but maybe it's a little bit of wisdom that I've gained. You can't take on everything at once you got you got to prioritize you got to decide you know what what are, the, what are the most important things that i need to be addressing um talking to a friend a while back i remember he he was going to quit drinking and smoking at the same time and the drinking part was a serious issue and he's and he says well i'm gonna, I'm gonna quit smoking too and i said yeah that's a lot of stress it's a lot of stress you might want to think of which of those is more important deal with that then deal with that, if that makes sense. So, I mean, that's just an easy one, maybe, for, I mean, as far as, like, you can think of a material thing. It's less internal, more, you know, you actually can measure how you're doing with that kind of thing. I don't want to say that's easy in any case, but as an example. So, prioritize. As, 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 as God's given you a plan, uh, decide what are the things that need your address the most. Um, you know, like, I know it's an AA saying, all you can do is live one day at a time, just one day at a time, and this is actually already getting to the last point here, is it's built in. God's plan for us, it, here's what's built in. And where you can get super frustrated is, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with an issue and you fail. Pick yourself up, dealing with that same issue, you fail and you fail. And that's why those, like I said, the 50 and over, do, are we ever going to get there? No. Okay. So it's built into God's plan for us. 
grace, okay, which, which is that kind of alluded to actually quite a bit last week. God's grace, God's grace allows those mercies that we get every single day, that's what allows us to dust ourselves off when I mess up in the middle of the day, in the middle of a year, middle of a month. I've gone four months, you know, without whatever, and I, I fail. Okay, well, pick it up and continue on, Shit, just like you did when you began. God's grace covers that. But at the same time, you know, and if you go back and you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 1, God's grace is not a license for us to even, like, as I wrote it, I wrote, pursue living in messed up mode. Don't pursue living in messed up mode. Now I've messed up. It's like, oh, I might as well just continue to mess up. God's, that's not what God's grace is for. God's grace is for these daily mercy, these, da- these daily um, cycles of mercy to pick ourselves up and press on forward. So, um, so if I'm going to wrap all this stuff up, really for all of us, is as New Year's is here, and again, if you, know, if you make New Year's resolutions or not, it's beside the point, is there's always a time, there's always a space in our lives to press forward. And sometimes it's just doing little things to press forward. Um, I know for me, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I was up here in the summer. I actually, at the beginning of summer, kind of gave a little bit different context, but a similar thing. And uh, it was it's some things to do in the summer. And one of them for me was reading. I don't know if anybody was in here and remembers that back in June. And I'll confess, <laughs> I, I, I haven't done much. You know, I'm talking about like, I think I described it as intellectual reading. <laughs> um, you know, picking up a, a, a book by a, a novel of some sort. And I, I managed to, I don't, I don't know if you, it was Tom Sawyer. You guys remember that? I mentioned that? Okay, guys, a few heads shaking. And, uh, and I did manage to listen to it because I was working in a lifeguard tower. But that was, that was, I haven't done anything since. Um, it was something to do while I was working. But just things like that. It's like, um, yeah, I, can, I can renew that right now because I know it's good for my mind. I know it's good for my spirit is to pick up some of these books that just speak life into me. Um, so uh, we can just, I, just my, I guess my encouragement is for all of us, wherever we are, is take this time, God's new cycle of life for us, a new year, a new semester, and pick out, point out, think of things in your life where you can take some real positive steps forward. And allow God's grace to cover you as you, as you stumble and fall and pick yourself up and continue on. And find yourself taking two steps and four steps and then five steps as you, as you pursue this. So pushing forward in this year, you know, spiritually and as a community. Um, I know there's a lot in our community that this, this has really been put on their hearts as to, as to, you know, this being a time, whether it's the year 2013 or just life, it's a time to push forward. So I want to pray that for us, um, for each and every one of us, whatever realm we're dealing with, that this would be maybe even a starting place for some of you to, um, to, to get that fresh start and understand God's grace. All right, so let me pray. Father, I thank you that your graces, your mercies are new every day. Without that, if we were thinking clearly, I don't think any of us could stand. 
yet you invite us to stand before you, to worship, to give thanks. And it's only by your grace that we're able to do that. And uh, I pray that this would be a year of really recognizing how your grace works. Lord, that it covers a multitude of our sins. Lord, that we can constantly wash ourselves in your blood in order to start fresh and new every day. Step into the place that you have designed for us, Lord, to be the people that you've made us to be, to live life well, God, the way that you've made it to be lived. Lord, I pray for all of us who struggle, God, that we would find in our lives that there's people to come alongside us and encourage us and help us along and do it in a loving way. I just thank you for, I thank you for my friends, Lord, my family. Um, help us to, to recognize the people in our lives, God, that are, that are there to love us and to distribute that grace for us, Lord. God, I pray for us as a church that this would be a year where, um, a year from now, we, we're most of us still back here and kind of thinking that was, this year really, really made some progress, made some steps, Lord, and help us to focus on those things. So as this day goes on and we leave here soon, Lord, I pray that we would leave encouraged. I pray that we would leave uh, with, uh, for some, if we need a plan, Lord, a vision, God, of just what the next step would be. Um, pray that you would speak to us, God, if there's things in our lives. I know David writes in the Psalms about revealing hidden sins, things that we don't even, we're doing or thinking or behaving in a way and we don't even recognize it, God, that you would reveal that stuff to us, Lord. Um, and, Lord, I thank you that you do that graciously and lovingly. So be with us now, God. Fill our worship, Lord, with your presence, these last few songs that we sing together. And we just thank you for this community. And pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.